Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to ali.vision. Hello and welcome to the Blossoming Unity Podcast. We are Dennis and Nicole, and we are here to introduce you into the conversation about different spiritual perceptions, techniques, and methodologies in order for you to have inspiration for your day-to-day life. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Dennis. How are you today? Good. I was a little bit, uh, a little exhausted from the uh, Venus going direct. Um, I could feel it. Look at my face. My face is screaming exhaustion. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It was a hard six weeks. I'm a Taurian. I'm Taurus by my, like, uh, I'm, my sun sign is Taurus. So Mm. my physical body was like, (laughs) being dragged through those six weeks of, thank God it's only every 18 months. Imagine having that like a Mercury retrograde every three months. <laughs> I, know, would, uh, I will say this though. There was so much benefits from it. Yes. So much benefits from it. I agree. What what healing did you like what healing did you have in those weeks? Like or what what like insights could you gain? It was more of the not taking shit so seriously. Like, we've all noticed for a bit now, for I'd say past four weeks to a month and a half, one of the tarot readings I've been doing is celebrate, have fun, play, stop taking shit so seriously. And it's really about that because within the relationships and the dynamics with the Venus in, in, in retrograde, it showed the aspects where I would take particular things serious in relationships and it was a reflection and recognizing and going within and being like, why did I take things so seriously when they really didn't need to be? And the understanding of fear in relationships, and that's not only intimate relationships, but fear with friendships and family members. It was, well, fear only exists of something that could happen or maybe happen. So it was really being able to push back and being like, you know what? all those things that I may have felt fear in those relationships and those dynamics was really something that never really truly existed. So what the hell am I fearing for? And it really took off this, uh, this blanket that was just kind of surrounding me in that area. So I was able to put things in a perspective really and being like, yeah, just have fun and stop taking shit so serious because when you take shit serious, you get serious results. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) What about you? What, 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 uh, what healing happened for you? A lot on many different types of levels. Um, I had, um, I was physically very exhausted. My physical body, my sleep pattern changed completely. I mm. used to go to bed at around nine, nine thirty, And I slept like this. Like I just laid in bed and like out. And then I got up like at five, four five in the morning and did my practice. And I could uh, not do that anymore. (laughs) I did my practice whenever I found a window. Mm. So that was completely out of balance and still is. Like last night, I couldn't sleep until like 1.30. Like there is a certain kind of um, vibration going on within me uh, that 
not doesn't allow me to sleep. So I'm just working at night at the moment a lot. And um, so that was the physical part. And then I went, I went through a very deep dive in how to, like, how is the perception of uh, building a relationship in society? Because what I realized was um, when I am going into a love uh, relationship, my nervous system is in a constant uh, alarm mode. Mm. My nervous system is like, oh my God, no, 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 go away, go away, go away. But on the other hand, the addiction that I had wanting to have a relationship, like wanting to go in a relationship, was over the years very, very high. I was very addicted to the idea of a relationship. So I went, uh, I went deeply into those patterns. Like I'm a nerd. I'm like, I probably, if, if they would test me today, they would come w- with the result that I'm autistic in some type, shape, way or form. Because I, I have things that I'm very intelligent. Like I have a very high IQ and a very high EQ as well. But I, um, I'm... I don't understand why humans do th- certain things. Like the more I know, the less I understand. <laughs> I understand from a therapeutic point of view, you know, but because I learned to understand, I had to learn to understand why people did what they did. I, for example, I never understood the dating game. I still don't understand it until today. I don't understand why people are doing those things. So I did a deep dive. I read a lot of love novels to see what was the narrative. And I, I watched uh, love movies to analyze the narrative that was broadcasted out into the collective field. Does that make sense? Is that too mm-hmm. again? Yeah. And um, I'm, I, I have to, <clears throat> in order for me to understand things and to find uh, all my own position in things, I have to analyze it. That's my way of understanding the world. I, that's why I'm always explaining things because I have to explain them to myself. <laughs> it's my way of understanding life. Like if some teacher <clears throat> came and would just say, um, y- you just have to do uh, five minutes of this a day. Do that and you will be happy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. That's my way. I want to understand why. Why should I do it? It's my way of perceiving reality, of understanding the human life, right? That's why. Let I- me ask you a question about that. Do you think because you do that, you actually take away the experience of being able to experience something new because you already have an intellectual understanding of what you're supposed to experience, therefore hindering your growth and being able to truly experience it? No, um, that, was, that was the case when I was younger, for sure. Like in my twenties, I would say that was totally the case. I overanalyzed things for a very long time because I couldn't deal with the emotion because I had so much drama in my mm. physical body. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I, I learned healing. Like um, I learned my job because I needed to heal my own physical body. 
So the doctors, when I, uh, I had cancer when I was little, I had chemotherapy, radiation therapy. Then I had a back operation where I died during the operation. Instead of going out on the crown chakra, I went out in a completely different chakra, which you shouldn't go out. It's not smart to do. Then I came back and the, the doctors told me, yeah, you will have, you will, you won't be able to move your body when you're 30. Like we will have fixed every vertebrae because they're melting together and you will have problems and da, 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 da. And I was like, uh, no way in hell this will be the, play, the case. Like I was in pain. You have to understand. I was in pain from when I was 12 every day until I was like 35 or 34, maybe. With 34, I had the first couple of days where I had no pain. I was on painkillers and inflammation uh, medication and um, morphine drops when it was really, really bad for years. Like I suffered so deeply. And so, but I always knew, like I had this, this idea and I did, that's very Torian, by the way. I had this idea that this is not what I'm agreeing to live on. Like, it's simply not. I won't let that happen. There must be a way of changing the narrative of the timeline. And I didn't know it was a timeline. I just said, no, I, I will not end up in a wheelchair. No, I will not give up. No, I, I do not agree having pain every day. I just didn't want to. And I just... Like my mental projection was so strong that I could heal. And so, um, yeah, in that time, I overanalyzed everything because I couldn't feel it because the, 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 the trauma was still held in the body. So do you see that overanalyzing, touching anything in any areas? Do you think when you started going through and reading these novels, the love novels and all of that, that was able to actually, you were analyzing it to try and understand it, but you were still allowing yourself enough space to allow yourself to experience it. So you were able to learn not to overanalyze everything. Well, um, I think during the, like during the time I analyzed it, there was nobody to experience it close. <laughs> so no, <laughs> but, and it's, it's probably also not the time whenever I like, I know in the meantime, how my cycles work, like every human has certain cycles, right? Like mm. we as yeah. women have the menstrual cycle and the moon, we're, we're bound to the moon, but um, also men have cycle. It's just way longer cycles. We have a monthly cycle where a man has a yearly cycle. We do every month was a man just in a year from a cycle point of view. So no, in those cycles that I'm doing those analyzes, analysis, sorry, and the deep dives into topics, um, I do not experience the topic at the same time in the outside world. Mm. Like then I'm completely like going within and, 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 and trying to figure out how this matrix works. <laughs> this is basically what I need to do. I just, I don't understand how it works. Like I don't understand, like for me, for example, I don't understand why people are staying in, in relationships when the price they're paying, the personal price is their own freedom 
like their own free, like, I really don't understand it, but I, I do understand it because I'm a therapist. So I learned, okay, this is karmic and that's why people do that. And this is because they have this certain goal and this goal is more important than their own free will, which I cannot never understand. I never will. I, it's just, I, but for, so for me, I have to learn why people like, what is the, in order to understand why people act a certain way, I have to understand what's the, the general narrative in the collective, right? What's the, what's the thought patterns? What's the, the collect, what did the collective agree on? What's the role of a woman of the collective? What does the collective agree on, on, a, on the role of a woman? What's the role of a man? Why, is, why did everybody agree on those roles? Are those roles true for me? What, are they true or are they just, uh, am I just used to that? Is, uh, am I used to that or is my body used to that? Like, I, like there are one million questions that I ask myself in those deep dives, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm having all this data and then all of a sudden, the, the certain kind of patterns are then like coming out of the, of the data hub that I'm having. And then I, yeah, I know it's strange. I'm, I, I know <laughs> you're laughing. This is how I function. I'm, I'm a nerd. I, I really, I try to understand. I try to understand the human incarnation and what it does. Like, why do we have this body? Like, why, what is it for? And that's why I'm so like, when we, when we have talks, I'm so like technical Yeah. because I studied the shit. Like I studied this shit for 25 years now. I'm, I'm turning 40 this year and I study those things. I'm a nerd. I'm like, like nobody would be surprised that like when a, a, a tech nerd is like studying uh, IT stuff. I don't know how you call that. Like IT stuff, then nobody's like, oh, he's such a nerd. I just studied human being. Like this is my study. I'm a professor in that. Like I have knowledge that I attain knowledge since 25 years from myself and also from the experience, the, 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 the teachings now, the, 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 the teachings of the big teachers and of the big religions and all of that. I just started studying like four or five years ago. Like I just started like getting the knowledge in so I could start to explain things hmm. because I experienced so many healers and I was in so many therapy sessions where I asked, yeah, well, but why are you doing that? And I couldn't explain. And as I was like, I never want to be a, a therapist like that. Like I want to create clients like my clients when they work with me, they get, I teach them my techniques so they can have my techniques at home and do what I do each day. I teach them the, the thing. Like, how do you transform the, how do you work with this body-mind system? That's, that's what I teach. And then after a time, I don't want to see them anymore. I'm like, you're good to go. You know everything I know from a technical point of view. Now go and ex like do, like choose. And some of them are doing it. And then they're getting like amazing results. And some of them call like four weeks later and then like, uh, can I have another appointment? No, I can't, sure. Said I need more help. Just keeping it going. Just yeah. keeping it going. Yeah. 
I don't want to have people that are like addicted to to my to my knowledge, to my healing, to to I want them to be self-sovereign humans. That's the whole that's the whole notion of this incarnation. Like be sovereign. It's cool to be cool and know what you do. Mm-hmm. It's really important to have fun while you're doing it. Yeah. The problem is as a nerd, when you're a nerd, you love doing those things. <laughs> I love that. I love having those deep dives and then understanding things better. Like that's mm. all I'm doing. I'm trying to understand better. Yeah. And that's fun for me. And I know it's fucked up because that the, the collective doesn't agree on that. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, we, we, as a collective species, just it's easier for you to point out what's wrong with someone else than look at your own shit. Yeah. So I really wanted to figure this thing out. Yeah, I, I, agree. I fully agree. I wanted a first person experience. Well, why the hell is this going on over and over again? Once you're starting, to, once you start recognizing the patterns, then it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Now it's time to understand truly from an experiential point. And there's some things that I don't understand conceptually. Like there's no conceptual understanding because when, if I try to conceptually understand it, I, un I understand that there's a unlimited way of trying to understand something. One thing, you can understand it in unlimited ways. This mind is that powerful. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to drive myself mad and overanalyze. <laughs> And then it, it, just, it, it just really became experiential for me. And that was the biggest thing. And I understand some people just need to overanalyze and intellectually understand and they have their own system and how they interpret the world. Yes. And I think there are different, you know, there, there are different kinds of, of teachers as well. Oh, yeah, there needs to be. There needs to be. a different teacher than I am. Mm -hmm. And it. And the, but the, the cool thing about the Aquarian age is that the two of us, we disagree sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then, but our intelligence, our, 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 our quality of mind is open enough and is intelligent enough to say, who cares? I still mm -hmm. like you. I still like, you know, it's this, why would we always need to have consensus? <laughs> it's not necessary like mm -hmm. also families why would you always need consent you don't you have your opinion the other person has his opinion that's what it is absolutely that's, that's fine and, and the benefit the benefit of your growth with having people surrounded you that don't agree with you yes because when you're able to come together and you disagree on something then you're able to if you can't meet middle ground, one, there's the respect there of, okay, you have your opinion. And somehow those opinions can come together in a puzzle piece to build something new yes. or something yes. more expansive. Absolutely. My dad is really funny. My, I was last Sunday, always Sunday nights, I go to family dinner. We're Italian-rooted family, so we're having Sunday dinners. And the whole family comes. But last Sunday, nobody came. My sister and her husband and the kids were not there. My brother and his fiance were not there. But I was there. But my parents didn't know that I would come. So they already ate. They already had that dinner. So I came there and I was waiting. Uh, I was cooking some pasta and I was waiting until the pasta is finished. And um, 
my mom went with that word there. And so my dad said like, oh, you know, next week we have the Olympics. And I said, oh, cool. What kind of Olympics? <laughs> and he looked at me and like, he was like, uh, I think it's Peking, but I'm not sure. Probably Peking. And he said, do you, are you still living on this planet? Like, what are you doing? You're not reading newspapers. You're not watching TV. Like, what is it with you? And he got angry. And my dad is like an amazing, like he's, he's so, he's projecting the collective things so well onto me. And I said to him, well, you are my newspaper. I come here every Sunday and then I know what's going on in the world. Like you tell me all the sports news. Like you tell me, yeah. you tell me what's going on with Corona. You tell me what's going, like how dangerous it is. You tell me what's going on in the world with like with the problems of the world. Like why should I read a newspaper? Like what does it, what does it do for me? Like I'm trying to build an empire here. I need my energy for that. So I cannot like I cannot that you have a certain amount of energy there, and then you can only have that amount of energy. So um, I I can either invest it in Li Vision and make uh, and bring like my job there. I do that well, or I d diverse my energy and get into newspapers and and fear patterns and whatever there's broadcasted at the moment. But I don't have the time for that. And he looked at me. He he has this very funny way of looking at me. Like when he's, when he's like understanding me, but he doesn't agree, then he's like, huh. he's like, <laughs> funny sounds. And then, and then he's ignoring it and he just watched TV again. <laughs> mm. Got him. <laughs> you know, it, while you were speaking, something, um, something beautiful came in and I, I think it's, um, it's been shared quite a few times, but when you understand, when you truly understand that you can't find the solution when you're in the vibration of the problem, then you're able to really come up with solutions to problems. Then problems are no longer quote unquote problems, but opportunities. The obstacles turn opportunity. And when you allow yourself to leave the vibration of the problem or even the question, then the solution can arise. We need to do that with our world. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing the collective, just all stepping out when, a, when, when an obstacle or opportunity arises, everyone just at the same time, just collectively takes a step back and just embracing the, the, the here-ness and just kind of releasing that vibration of that and being able to just be present with it with each other with anything I love that's very that. powerful information there yeah that would request us to have no no patternings in the physical bodies anymore then it would be possible and it will be very soon i think there is a there is a huge amount of people now being like freed of those patterns in the body that re that react on that Mm. So, you know, it's very, it's very interesting. It's, it's funny. Oh, there's yeah. not that many people. If you look at the global scale, there is not that many people who are awakening in a sense. They're, they're not a lot needed. 
I know, but it, it, when you look, really look at the scale, there's 8 billion people on the planet, right? Give or take. And we'll say maybe a million and a half to 2 million are, are really clearing maybe up the more. gunk. Maybe more. On a low ball scale. Still, that power of that 1.2 to 2 million people can generate the whole 8 billion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally. And then some. Yeah. And it's like it. <clears throat> you know, before you were speaking about fear. And I know at the moment I'm seeing that everywhere in the spiritual community that they're saying like, oh, yeah, um, your fear is just a fear of the future. And what else did I say? Uh, your your uh, triggers are trauma from the past. No, your depression is trauma from the past. And so if you don't do both, then you're good to go in the now. And that that is true on a mental level. But on a physical level, it's not. The physical body is vibrating fear constantly and not even without the mental projection. So let me ask you a question. Yes. <laughs> if that's true and you understand yourself as the mind, right? You, you haven't been able to generate enough space from the identity of mind, right? Yes. So you're, you're vibrating this energy of fear. Yes. Within the body. Yes. So the body's reacting to the identity of the mind. And that's why the vibration is remaining in that constant. Not exactly. Um, the body. Because there's a, a chemistry component to it as well, that the mind can manipulate the chemistry into those particular situations or give off similar as the experiences that were happening. Yes, that's true. So the body is holding the vibration of fear mm. and the mind is, okay, I have to, uh, have to do a drawing. Let me try to draw that. So I'm drawing for everyone on the, on the, we have it on YouTube, the, the video, so you can go there. So, um, this is your consciousness. I draw it like a sun, for those of you that don't know, on the left side of the paper. And the, then I draw a square. This is your mind. And then I draw the body on the right side. So there is the body, the mind in the middle, and the consciousness on, on uh, the left side. So, your your ability to download thought from the from the um, infinity is derivative is driven by the vibration of your physical body so if there is fear in your physical body that it has a direct impact on your mind and your capability to download the uh, a vibrational thought quality 
from infinity and your consciousness is just giving the light on to to understand to to see to experience the thought pattern and the fear vibration of of the mind and the body does that make sense mm -hmm. so there is light coming in from here so you only can see that there is light because like when i'm putting my hand here the light is reflected from my physical body right and but the light is there anyway if you have the reflection point or not it's there so what that's the that's consciousness manifested in the physical body and your capability of the download of thought like what quality of thought are you downloading and what thought patterns are you are you um, engaging with and whatnot has a direct impact on the vibration of your body and the right. vibration of your body creates the place where you hold yourself in your subconscious pattern in your subconscious mind so if they're downloading into their mind fear then yeah. it's radiating yeah. through the body Yes, but it ha like if there is no fear in the body, there is no possibility of downloading fear thought patterns. That's what I'm saying. Mm. So the imagination so is also a hell of a place as well. You can oh, well, possibly not have that in your body actually, but the imagination can then put it in the body. Yeah, no, your imagination cannot put it in the body when you're not having a resonance to it. When there is nothing stored in the body anymore that is uh, that is vibrating fear then you you cannot even imagine fear mm. it's not possible because it's th that's how it works like that's how the physical body mental body consciousness um triangle works like Oh, how can I explain that better? Well, maybe I don't have to. Maybe that's already enough. Hmm. That's a lot of information. Well, it's 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 a very complicated teaching. It's I, I, for me, it was one of the teachings that I had. I it took me very long time to understand the the width of the teaching like it's um it's because that means that you are able you literally are able to create your reality and of course like today in 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 all the in all the teachers like they say you just have to bring your mind under control and then you're good to go right or you that that's one part let's like the let's have a, another little mantra i love myself and i'm blessed and yada 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 like they, they really they work on that um and that helps until to a certain extent and then there are the teachers that are like you're not the mind and you're not the body you're the consciousness which is true it's your higher self you are that 
and you can like reflect on those two which is true like you can look up that's what you said like something's coming up and you're just like a problem is coming up like a resonance is coming up and you're just like looking at it like oh it arises very interesting okay goodbye I just know from an experiential understanding, any fear that ever came up, it was always a fear of something happening. It was always in, in any yeah, instance, even the, the split, the split fear. It was like, um, like, uh, what was it? Uh, I was driving and I almost hit a rabbit and I felt fear. Yes. I was terrified of killing the rabbit. Like what yes. if I killed the rabbit? Yes. And it all happened instantly. And it was like, it was like, it was the fear of me hurting that animal. Mm-hmm. So the fear arose from something that hadn't happened, that didn't yeah. exist. And that's what really. is not true. No, that's what is not true. It just didn't exist in your current mood, in what you consciously understand. Your cells have been on this planet since the beginning of time. The, the, the whole thing of the body, nothing is new. Your experience of the body is new. No, even that is not new. It's just your relationship that is new for this lifetime, consciously. Subconsciously, it's not. But what is the subconscious? The subconscious is the... How can I explain that best? Well, in the yogic teachings, let's go with teachers. In the yogic teachings, the subconscious mind is the mind where all the thought, like every time you blink like this, a thousand thoughts are downloaded. And you can interpret those thousand thoughts within the positive mind or the negative mind. So every time you blink, it's 2,000 thought options. So you need to be very discerning in what type of thoughts that you are interacting with. And the rest of those 2,000 thought options are being um, downloaded and go into your subconscious landscape. They just hang there. And that's why the, 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 like we keep repeating ourselves that meditation is so important because you need to be discerning in what kind of thoughts that you're interacting with, right? So the subconscious is an accumulation of your thoughts that you didn't use. Let's keep it that way. And, but the, the quality of the thoughts that you're downloading is directly impacted by the place where you're living in your subconscious landscape. And that is impacted through your body. Like what is held in my body? For you, for for a lot of people, it's logical that they're having the nose of their ancestors, but that they're like our DNA, our cells is it's for here since forever. Every cell, Every of your cell has been a tree before and a stone and mine, by the way, as well. 
every cell has be, been a crystal and water and air and like we all have been it's nothing new so the subconscious is the accumulation of your thoughts that you didn't use and the vibration of the thoughts that you're able to download are directly linked to where you're living in your subconscious landscape and where your ancestor lived in and where you what you want to experience as a soul. And it's, it's a very complicated um, little thing. It's very complicated. Very much so. It doesn't need to be that complicated. When it becomes experiential. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you can, you can speak about swimming and how it is when your body is in the water and you swim and how it is to breathe so regularly and what that does for you. But you only know how it is to swim when you get in the water. Nobody, like, no, nobody can explain you how it feels to be in wet water. Like hmm. nobody can. It's impossible. Oh, is, is water wet? Probably. It feels at least like that. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to get into the water in order to have the experience of swimming. Mm. And that's the same with the spiritual journey. You have to get into the experiential waters of um, a session or a, a, a healing or shadow work or whatever in order to feel what that does to you. It's, it's not, we cannot explain it. it. Nobody can. And uh, are you actually feeling the water or are you just feeling your sensation of the water? Well, what you're feeling, oh, no, I'm not explaining that. <laughs> no, I'm not explaining that. Because <laughs> then I would teach again. I, I don't know why it always happens. <laughs> I can explain you what, what's happening technically. Nobody, no, nobody needs to know that one. <laughs> I explain to my clients, I, I, I say always, think of your body as being an iCloud, a data cloud. And you have around 7 billion cells in your body. And so you have 7 billion data uh, pieces. And each cell can hold an entire universe of data. Yeah, it is, every single one of them. Every single one of them. There's, there is so much space. So it's, it's, it's fascinating that we're like, that we are thick, that nobody can like touch through us. That's why uh, connecting with that, uh, the, the spaciousness and the stillness is so important because you connect with that same spaciousness within every cell within you. And when you recognize that, you connect with every single spaciousness within the entire yeah. cosmos. And that all happens through the body. The body is a great instrument to communicate with the cosmos, the physicality of it, to be able to pick up the subtle energies, to pick up the massive energies, to pick it all up. It's a huge antenna. But when you're so identified with it, you don't allow it to be the antenna. You, don't, you, you get so jumbled up in the I-ness. <laughs> yeah. <But> individuality. 
I know. But the, and let, instead of just allowing the information to just pass through and, and you're able to utilize it as the tool it's meant to be used for and embrace it. Now it's no, it's like, uh, what was it? Uh, I was speaking to somebody and I said, you know, we, we take care of our gardens. We take care of our children. We take care of our dogs and our animals, our house plants. We take care of our communities, but we forget to take care of this body because this body is what's communicating with all of that. I'm not going to say everybody because obviously there's a lot of people who don't take care of their communities, so on. But what I'm saying is if you're so focused on taking care of those, that's a direct reflection of you should also be taking care of this body as well. Yeah. They're, they're not taking, they're not, not taking care of their body on purpose. They just cannot feel what there is. It's for them. It's too, it's unbearable. The, the reason why people are not taking care of their body is because they're hurting. Mm. Every, every single one of them. If it's obesity or if it's like addictions or if it's um, um, nutrition issues or like whatever it is. Like it, yeah, I, had, I had all three of those. Yeah. And like it's, it's for it's the suffer like it just shows the suffering of the soul in the body and of the of the perception of the eye it's the it's that and and i'm i'm very compassionate about the suffering because i understand i see it like you know i'm very sensitive like i I see when I walk around, I feel people's bodies and I feel them like they're yelling at me to, to help. So it's, it's very difficult to, to understand that people don't even know that they're suffering. It's very difficult for me. It's a blind suffering. It's a blind, it's completely blind and it has its reasons. And like in the beginning of my days, you know, of my, uh, in, in in my early 20s i wanted to save everyone i if i could if i could if i did have the power i would have wanted to save everyone from their suffering because i it, it i could see it so well and but you know there's god gave us the 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 the, the, the human being one very essential thing and that's that's like they say in the in 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 many teachings they say this is the only planet and the only place you can incarnate and have free will exercise free will so it's very it's a very difficult planet as well because it's so dual right you have to choose as a human you have to choose between love and fear you have to choose between health and unhealth you have to choose between freedom and scarcity. You have to choose between joy and pain. And it's it, if you don't choose, you live the vibration that is existing in your physical body already. Then your reality will present itself as what you're vibrating at the moment. That's why transformation is so important. If you don't like what you see, outside of you if you don't like your life with every single bit of it then you should probably start to transform what you don't like and there are thousands of different ways 
And I'm not saying I'm having the best way. I'm just saying I have one. And, and I experienced that myself. So I'm a very good role model. To, like the reason why people trust me with their, I was sexually abused over 15 years by my uncle. What is because they, they trust the vibration because they feel that I healed myself. And then so they trust you that you can do that. That's what's happening. It's a vibration, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's very, like... And this, this free will as a, as a healer, as a therapist, like I think we have a lot of therapists and, and, and healers here listening to our podcast. You cannot take the suffering away from the world. Not even Jesus could do that. And he was a powerful dude. Like... Nobody can because it's the planet of free will. Yeah, I don't see a lot of people having free will, to be honest. They're not. They're not exercising on it. They're not. When you when you believe that you're 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 your mind and you're your thought patterns, you're just yeah. literally stuck in a loop. You have no free will. Yeah. The pattern's predicting for you. Yes, of course not. But I mean, I look. You and I, we both were born in the same in the same uh, realm, right? Mm. And we just started to do our job because we wanted to do our job because we didn't feel well where we were. And we I was were- forced. <laughs> you were what? I was forced. Yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> of course. You, you, but like, you could have given up. You could have killed yourself. It was a possible outcome. I mean, it was there. The timeline was open. Yeah. You could have chosen that. It's you choose, you know, this victim behavior where people say, oh, it was not, I, huh, I was enlightened and it's not my choice. And I was, God gave to me. Yeah, good for you. But I, you chose subconsciously. You didn't choose consciously because you don't know shit about your subconscious patterns, but you choose your life like everything you do is a choice and the more the more you understand that the the more you like the more i understand that i personally the more i'm in awe of the of the of the love and of the detailedness of this human incarnation like humans are the most powerful thing like if you are truly human if you are not like being a robot or like one of those what are they called zombies mm -hmm. zombieing around on planet earth like if you're truly want to become human you can like you can do everything you want there was this little boy you remember that did you see that on tiktok there was this little six-year-old boy and he talked to his mom and his mom filmed him. And she, he said like, you be, can become anything you want to become. You can be president, you can be a model, you can become an actor. Like he, and he, he was six or seven maybe, I don't know. And he's right. Like you can do anything you want by accessing your free will and exercising your 
what's the English word for that? Conse and, and paying the price for the consequences. Everything on planet Earth has a price. And you need to understand that there's a price for certain things. And you have to understand if you're willing to pay the price or not. Like for example, you wanna lose weight. So there's a price for that. You need to go to the gym probably, or you need to exercise in some shape, way or form. You need to change your nutrition. Um, because of that, you will experience a lot of self-hatred and it will be louder than it was ever before because um, you, you never listened to those thought patterns and then you have to start shadow work because you need to, you need to disidentify from what there is in your mind and you need to disidentify from the body and it all has a price. And the question is, are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to do that? Step by step, every day, little steps, one step at a time, you tip a toe, you do, you do, you do. And then all of a sudden, five years later, you look different. You behave different. You have different patterns. You probably have different friends. But th there's a price for everything. Enlightenment. People say, oh, yeah, I want to be enlightened. Yeah, good for you. But do you understand the price you're paying for that? Like the price for enlightenment is probably that you won't be with your family anymore. You won't live a normal life. You won't have normal relationships. You're, you're, it's, it, you're just doing you. You won't be with your kids. You like, it's a price that you're paying. And there are places in, on this planet where it's easier. Like we, we spoke today, Dennis and I, we spoke today about India. In India, it's easier to do that. You, you can bring your kids and it's very normal. But for example, in Tibet, it's not. It's like the kids are taken away from their families when they're three. Their whole incarnation is that. It's just like teachings and learnings and mantras and mudras. And, you know, it's the price you're paying for that. And that's where the people, I think that's where most people, um, fall like or how do you say like they they cannot do it because mm. they, they think they want something and then they're walking the path step by step and then they're like "Ooh, that price is high no i don't want to do that <laughs> and then they're stopping and you then, never really know the price well you don't know but there, there are healers and teachers that know prices for things because they did it themselves. Mm. And then they can tell you like, okay, like, do you want to pay that or not? Like I tell my, to a degree. Yeah. To a degree they can tell. Yeah, to a certain degree. At least I can tell you that it costs something. Yes. At least. I think the good teachers will only go as far as that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone's experience will be different. Yeah. Someone might pay the price of never seeing their family and another will pay the price of having to be with the family forever. Of course. And it's amazing. Like it's it's amazing that you but if you understand that you can choose that, that's true empowerment. 
And I'm a big fan of empowerment. I love to like to be a sovereign human with dignity. That's the fucking price on this planet. Like that's deep shit coolness. Yeah, I just like to have fun and yeah. enjoy life. That's it. That's what it's about for me, at least. That's my that's fun. Life is fun. Life is fun. And I'm not separate from life. So, shit. Gotta have fun. Yeah. I'll get down with it. Have a yeah, little dance party. Things. Mm. I get to experience me and do different things. Not really experience me, but the creation of the projection of consciousness. Mm, yeah. Mm. And it's fun. Yeah. I like to be joyful as well. So have fun. Mm -hmm. Skip down the road. <laughs> mm -hmm. So true. If, but I'll say, if you would have told me that like eight years ago, just have fun. I looked at you like you're a fucking whack job. Yeah, because oh. it, wasn't, it was not possible then. And I think this is one of the things I, I find so funny when people are like, okay, what do I have to do to be like to, to be good? Well, honey, it's lifestyle. There's not, it, you cannot go to a therapist and then, and then all of a sudden you, you're good to go and then you go back to your life. Like, it's not how it works. Like you, you will enjoy your life more and you will have less problems, but it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. <laughs> but yeah, being joyful is very beautiful when you're emanating joy. It really helps everyone around you as well. And it helps being with yourself. Being with this body, with this, with this mind. This body, like I am in awe of the physical body. I'm a, I'm a big, big, big lover of my physical body. Because what it can do, like, oh my God, I think it's so cool. Like, like the one who invented that one, oh my God, it's so cool. Like, how can you, like, how could you even think of those things? Like, oh my God, it's like, uh, yeah. It's Evolution awesome. is amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to see what, uh, what we continue to evolve towards. You know? Yeah, me too. It'd be quite amazing to witness. Yeah, I think we will have the, like, if we're, if we're lucky enough to live long enough, I mean... Life is short. Mm, like, yeah. if we're lucky enough to live long enough, I think we will experience a huge, huge shift of humans being just human and become humans something else. Yeah. The, 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 that's the biggest thing is embracing the fullness of being a yes. human being. Yes. It, it's it embrace all of it because all you know human as is the sensations of the body and the mind your patterns or whatever but there's so much more to being human there's so much more 
Yeah. There's so much more. And you can experience it through the body and through the mind. And you think about it, the, the memory and you're able to at any moment recall something on a stop of a dime. You're able to sit there and imagine. You can imagine a whole world. You can sit there and create and imagine buildings and create art and and dance and this body can flow through rhythms and you, all you have to do is be able to allow yourself to match the wave of which that thought process or that vibration it wants to take you down to have that experience it's it's mm. life is great amazing yes and if you like you know If you're lucky enough to have those positive um, uh, hormones floating in your body, which is, you know, a lot of people don't. And if, but if you're lucky enough to have days or moments where you feel this joy and this fun and this happiness without bitterness, you know, just not fun as a coping mechanism, but like true joy, um, you're blessed. Like. I think it's a, a beautiful exercise like to like in the evening i'd like to sometimes think back on the day that i have experienced and then think of the moments of joy like sometimes like for example when matt he's the astrologer that i'm doing also a podcast with He's, he's so funny. And when he's, he's doing those WhatsApp speaker messages, I don't know how you call them, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Those voicemails, voice mm -hmm. messages, voice messages, voice messages. I'm sorry. Yes. Voice messages. And he's doing those and he always calls me honey and he puts a little honey pot next to it. And I find it so funny. And whenever I'm having a message of him and he's there, hi, honey. <laughs> It's a certain tone. Then I like joy is blasting out of me. Like I'm like, oh, it's, and it's so joyful, you know? Mm. And then I'm thinking like in the evening when I'm in bed, I'm thinking back on those moments or when my, my business partner Bettina is coming in and um, she's having, she, we, we always hug in the beginning and she's having this joy emanating and I see it. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh yes. It's so cool. Like we're doing this. Like we, we, I mean, it's crazy shit. We created a company for a hundred thousand Swiss francs and we're, we're having our friends working with us and we're building this thing and we're just like, we're give our best. And it's like, it's so joyful to, to dance upon planet earth and, and also those animals that I'm having, the dogs and the cats. I mean, I'm laughing like 20 times a day about my dogs, like because they're lying some strange way or because they're doing something like, and in the evening when I go to bed and I think about those joyful moments and how many these are already, you know, in the beginning when maybe when I was 25 or 30, the joyful moments were much less mm. they're getting more and more like oh look who's coming the queen queen mimi is here hi you know you, you know it'd be a great question to ask as well is how many times do i experience joy when i'm completely alone oh yeah nothing that. else 
that's it right there. That's yeah. the game changer. If you can sit and be alone and be joyful. Oh, yes. It's for me to be very honest with you. It's even easier to be joyful when I'm alone mm. than to be joyful around people. Ah, for me, it's, it's like the same, yeah. like, uh, but I'm I, very joyful alone. Yeah. And then when I'm with people like internally and it's so strange, it's like, um, system. it's so strange. It's like, uh, I feel their tenseness, but it makes me giggle. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I, like, I, they're trying to control their nervous system through their muscle tension. And that's not going to work. They're trying to force their nervous system through muscle tension. And it's actually the relaxed state that you allow the nervous system to do what it needs to do. Yeah. And it's like, it, it makes me chuckle. I, I find a lot of times of joy with, with people. And I spent so much time alone that the joy alone just became the new norm. But then I started venturing out to experience with people and the joy is still there so i was like okay well i wasn't just fucking lying to myself you know the joy is still there yeah i i think i experienced it i i, I am very joyful when i'm on my own because um i then i can be much easier i can live my creative energy much easier because um, I was, because I'm very sensitive and because I always see what everybody's highest destiny would look like, mm. like their highest destiny, they're yelling at me. <laughs> they're like, you just have to do this and this and that. And then you're, you're on the path. You know, that's what I owe. That's my talent to see people's purpose to, to, and to see what they have to do in order to get there. Like I could draw for everyone a, a, a map like the, of the stages of what they have to do. And then they would do that. And then they would end up there. They never do it because of their subconscious belief systems. But that's what, that's what I see when I'm with people. So for me, it's very difficult to be with people and having mm -hmm. all those informations. And then um, n not being able to talk about it because it's free will. So they have to ask for it. So I'm with people and having constant all time, all this information coming in. And so then it's very difficult to stay in my own creative force for me. Mm. And I like the suffering is yelling at me all the time. Like, so for me, the, one of the biggest learnings I had um, in the past 10 years, I would say, was to learn how to, uh, what's the English word? to not interact with what's yelling at me all the time maybe that spaciousness <laughs> yeah yes but probably you could say that yeah like to to you know for a long time it felt very egoistic to, mm. to, to um just live me and not that's look, a trap yeah and not look for everyone else and so I used to, I used to do that for a very long time to, to have, uh, to, to, to put me away and then have everyone else's happiness and, and, and growth in my, in my mind. 
And so for me, it was, it, it's, it was so much easier to, to be joyful. Like when I'm alone, then I can listen to, like, I love to listen to music. Music is my, I used to play, like I started playing the piano when I was six. So I played the piano all my life. So when I'm like, when I want to, when I'm like relaxing, I play the piano or I listen to piano music in my house, very loud. I love loud music because then um, my mind is history. And then I love to just follow my creations. I love to be creative. It's my, it's my, it's my favorite thing to do. Then I dance in the house and I do, I do, I, do, I create a lot of art. I write, I, you know, write poems. I do yoga. I like, I love to just be in flow there. It's a very feminine energy, but um, that is very seldom the case because of the space I'm holding for Ally Vision. The, my job is to do that. So it's like a constant battle at the moment of my feminine essence that wants to really like just relax and lay down and, and let the creative flow come through me. And that, and that timeline that I agreed on with, with building an empire, it's a conundrum, <laughs> classical. Yeah, so. Interesting, no? Very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. But I think the humans, humans are actually much better in groups. Well, they communicate. Yeah. But the, 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 who said that? Who's the teacher that says it? Like when um, the, the ability to be alone lets you, um, lets you be like, connected to everything again? I don't know. I, 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 I just I experienced it. I think it was um, um, Mahatma Gandhi, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not 100% sure. I think they all say it in their own way. Yeah, they do, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I could, like, I would love to have someone do a, a library of all big teachers and their teachings about certain things. Like, let's say you, you would have this library and then it would be loneliness. And then you would have like all the teaching from, from 200 of the greatest teacher about mm -hmm. loneliness yeah. or about love. And you could like see, and you would find the pattern. You would find every time you could even start with the Bible, the Quran, um, the Buddhist teachings, the, uh, the, the Indian teachings, the, the Jewish teachings, they have so amazing. And then, you know, all the mystic teaching teachers, and you would see the, that they all teach like about the same things. They teach the same narrative. It's, I analyze. So there's, this, there's this very beautiful thing about teachers is that when you become a teacher or you know a guru or you know you're on that path is the teachers that came before you 
Yeah. The, the, the lineage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then your unique expression starts to blossom. Yeah. And there's no stepping on the teachers that came before you. No. There's such a respect there. Yes. And the way that's unique for this piece of life to express it is, is really going to be the forefront then. Then that's the, the expression, the, the blossoming, blossoming unity. Yeah. In, in, in Kundalini Yoga, the teachers say they want you to be 10 times better than they were themselves. Hmm. Every teacher wants that for, for his students. 10 times better. I want people to forget me. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. You become so transformed, you just completely forget me. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Just forget me. Forgive or forget? Forget. <laughs> Could forget. be both. <laughs> Could be both. Yeah. That was a beautiful talk. Yeah, it was. I hope you all have a beautiful week. Oh, yes, do. And maybe you can write us your joyful moments. Yes, that. absolutely. I really enjoyed this conversation with you, Nicole. It was amazing. Me too. It was beautiful. Yes. Okay, you guys, have an amazing week and see you next week. And you're amazing and we love you and everything is good. Okay, bye. Mwah. Okay, bye. Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.